0: Episode 64, The H Word. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. educators. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson and whether you're teaching a lesson or you're learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I'm here really just to empower you. I want you to reach that potential and I refer to you as someone who is elite because only someone who is elite would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. So I want to first start and thank all of those who are tuning in each week and sharing your love in iTunes reviews. I appreciate hearing from you, especially knowing how you're applying what you're learning in your everyday life and the classroom or school building. But again, thank you. This tells iTunes every time that you interact in a review that, hey, this show is worthy of getting pushed out each and every day, and that's what really helps it reach more teachers' ears So they can have a positive impact on the work they're doing each and every day. So today's shout out is from the Medicare Nation saying, so inspiring. They say an absolute must podcast for all educators. The content is nothing short of inspiring and motivational. Teachers will find tips and content to use from each episode. Well done, Gretchen. Thank you so much for stopping by and leaving your thoughts, and I love that you mentioned it is for all educators, no matter where we are in our journey, that there is something in here for all of us. We all have something to contribute and learn from each other. Well, today I want to help you reignite your passion and your potential by talking about a very hot but controversial topic right now, and that's to give or not to give the H word, which is Homework. But really, most importantly, I want to talk about what is the whole purpose behind homework because I think that's really what is driving this whole potential issue. So hang on, this is going to be one empowering ride. So you may have seen this all over social media. Now, People Magazine has even picked it up. But there was a teacher in Texas that shared the no homework policy that she had, and she was mentioning you know, I want to eat dinner as a family. I want us to read together. I want time to play outside. And it kind of went viral because, you know, what parent (laughs) wants to sit for hours watching their child struggle through homework and, you know, trying to balance after school activities and homework and chores and family time. And then of course, homework, it's just very difficult. Um and a lot of parents get very stressed out. Every single year I had parents talking about homework and how long it is and what an excruciating process it is, not just for the student, but for the parent who's confused. They weren't in class that day, so they don't know how to help and, you know, they're seeing their child frustrated and they're staying up all hours of the night and, you know, just horror stories. But then you've got people who just buckle down and do it as it's a requirement and Don't complain and they're usually the ones that succeed because I feel often every time we're making excuses – It's teaching the child that you can get out of something that you don't find enjoyable. So the student sits there, and if I whine and complain or I put the tears on, then I'm definitely going to get some attention. Mom's going to write a note to the teacher. I can get out of it. But then there, of course, there are students, and you know who they are in your classroom, who truly care so much, and they struggle. And homework would be one area where those tears are real, and those feelings are breaking the parent's heart. And so I think you need to decide decide on an individual basis what is right for each child and is this truly an obstacle and how can you be an asset in helping overcome this but what I worry about is if we just get rid of it all together it's going to have some poor repercussions and I'll go back into my whole theory a little bit but I want to set the stage for more of what this teacher was saying so she wrote a letter to the parents letting them know about this no homework policy and the parents were just like so shocked uh, but in a good way and they were talking about their child who, you know, sometimes has eight hours of school and that should be enough time for learning and, you know, while they recognize it, homework is to reinforce what they're learning at school There is time that's needed to do creative things and spend family time, and that's just as important. And and so they're speaking more about the balance aspect. And so now they're excited to just allow their child to be a child outside of school and um, go to gymnastics or read or, you know, just anything else that would be exciting for the student. And so the teacher was shocked by all the support that she had from parents. She thought she'd get some backlash as it's something we all had to do growing up, kind of rite of passage. And she said they're all really excited for this change and look forward to the balance it's going to bring. And she did mention, though, which I'm going to discuss later, any homework that is given, it needs to be meaningful. You know, the kids are busy, and they do have hard days, and when they go home, they don't need something just... To remain busy, and we call that busy work. And I'm going to talk a little bit about compliance too. And and I agree with her in that aspect. So I think some of what this controversy is about, I see both sides, but I'm advocating for a middle ground. And I really think it's important that we stop and think, and and don't just jump to something that's like, oh my gosh, so exciting. Let's just go ahead and do this without really thinking it through. So social media has just blown up over this, and other schools are jumping on the bandwagon, and teachers are asking their admin, hey, can I give this a try? And admin's like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And so a teaching friend of mine, her uh, blog is teaching with a mountain view. And so she shared with her fourth graders her homework policy. This was, you know, in her back-to-school letter. And she said, we strongly believe in the power of play and the importance of letting children be children. Further research does not indicate significant benefits of homework at the elementary level. And I think that's where a lot of this is coming from is that these kids are young and they need time to develop other areas of their child instead of just focus on the academics, which is more something that gets more and more important as the child grows. But she goes on to say, We believe that when students give us all of their day, they deserve to have all of their night. Therefore, we have eliminated the majority of our standing homework assignments. Eat dinner as a family. Ask them how their day was. Enjoy your child's extracurricular activities without worrying about homework. And know that your child is working hard at school each day and has earned their evening playtime. And I love the idea about earning this as a privilege. And I'm going to talk about that too. So she says, you know, to foster community and self-reflection, your student will have a letter from me that they have to respond to, and we encourage you to read a book of your choice. So she's still kind of giving... A more relaxed homework assignment, more of like a routine to do each night just to keep academics part of the home without it having to be this assignment. She does also say if a student exhibits off-task behavior during the school day and fails to complete an assignment, that assignment will be sent home for completion. And I think that's fair. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing during the school day, you shouldn't be rewarded in the afternoons by not having to do it ever. If you come in and you're focused and you do your work and you're mastering what you're supposed to master, then yes, you've earned it. So I like her perspective on... No homework. And I think it kind of goes back to what the Texas teacher was saying about it can't just be busy work. You know, something we've always done, so we just keep doing it. So I think a lot of us educators are on the same page, but I don't know 100% if the perspective that we're sharing is really being released into the world. I think parents are just hearing no homework and are like, yes, you know, I get a night off and don't have to stress about this when really that's not what it is. I think no homework is a catchy title, and that's why it's taken off, because it's like, wait, what? But when you really dig deeper, um, it's something more than that. And so through lots of Facebook groups, teachers have been going on and on sharing their theories, and should they give it a try, should they not? And so one... Uh, another teacher friend, she's Easy Teaching Tools, shared. And she's like, oh, so nervous to share this. But since it's a hot topic, I'm going to share that. I'm doing the no homework thing. And I had asked her, you know, what was your rationale? Because I want to hear if it is kind of in line with what these other educators are saying or if it's something new. And she's pretty much said the same thing. She said, our kids work so much harder these days than in the past, and they just need a break to be with their families and to be kids. And I agree that we have definitely upped our rigor in our classrooms, especially in the younger years. I mean, there no naps, you know, no snack times in, you know, kindergarten or pre-K and, you know, testing, testing all over the place. So I think it's definitely a harder academic life for kids and their brains are probably stressed out and ready to take a break. But what I worry about is her response that it's solely focused on taking a break and being a kid because... That is important. It's a hundred percent necessary. We have to develop the whole child, but I don't want it to become, you don't have to do homework because you have to develop in other areas. And I say that because there's a lot of kids out there that don't do extracurricular activities. They go home when their parents aren't there and they're playing video games and They're the ones that are also struggling in class. And we have to think about what is best for all of our kids, the majority of our kids. And that goes back to what I said earlier about really knowing each and every student and differentiating for them. Maybe this child needs some sort of academic commitment at home because there's no structure or there's no parent in the home and they need a reading assignment or something to guide their thinking. Yes, still allow them to have time to play and take a break. But I don't want it to just let loose. I mean, we can't lose our kids because we are deciding to do this no homework thing. And I will discuss achievement in a minute and how this could potentially be a pitfall there. Um, But I just wish I had heard more from her about earning that right. Like, if you have showcased your skills in class that you have gotten the skill that was taught that day, then, yeah, you don't need the extra practice at night. You know, but just to say, okay, I know homework because everyone deserves to go play. I really worry about that. And so scrolling through other Facebook groups and posts and one post, and I can't remember who posted it, but they said, Teachers, here is to all of you prioritizing the five hours a day of downtime kids have with their families. Way less if they have after-school activities, which they almost all have. You are the kings and queens of your little classroom kingdoms. And if you don't want to assign two hours of homework a night, You don't have to. You reign over your little citizens and consequently their parents. So when you grant us more stress-free hours together in the evenings, we are your loyal subjects forever. And so here this is clearly a parent who is only supportive of the no homework policy because now they don't have to make sure that their homework gets done. So it's almost like the support of parents is coming because we've taken something off of their plate, which it should never have been on their plate to begin with. So I think really this homework topic is bringing a lot of things to light. And I'll share again in a moment just everything I think, but again, her response is not supportive of the educational value of no homework. It's not, yes, I agree if my child is doing performing strong enough in the classroom, they don't need additional practice. And I think that's great. It'll allow them to have more time at their extracurricular activities and selfishly to hang out as a family. No, she's saying, oh, thank God. This is like one less thing that I have to do. You know, they need downtime and you're really just focusing on what you're doing in school and not assigning extra things out of the classroom. So it's more of a surface level support with with really no tie back to their child's developmental age. And I worry that this same parent could in a few years erase hell when they realize my child is not growing like they're supposed to. And it's like, well, you were supportive of a more relaxed approach to education and I just worry that this is such a shocking change. Like It's just one extreme to the other versus pulling back a bit and adjusting so that there's more balance, which is really what the parents say. It's like, I want more balance, and I hear you, and I agree, and it's important, and yes, we need to do that. But do I think we should just get rid of homework altogether to have that balance? And my answer is no. So a parent friend of mine, she actually um, was a permanent sub most of my career at our school. So it was great to have her there. I had her son and saw her daughter grow throughout the years. And she shared the post going back to, um, you know, this one teacher's homework policy where they said after. Much research this summer. I am trying something new. Homework will only consist of work that your student didn't finish during the school day. There will be no formally assigned homework this year. Research has been unable to prove that homework improves student performance. Rather, I ask you to spend your evenings doing things that are proven to correlate with student success. Eat dinner as a family, read together, play outside, and get your child to bed early. So this teacher kind of is in agreement with the Texas teacher about making sure that You're doing things at home that are still academically related. And I like this spin. I think this is a good compromise. It's not no homework, just go hang out and be a couch potato. It's no, I still think you should read together as a family. I still think you should sit and communicate and share opinions and rationales at the dinner table. And I think, you know, all these skills that students need in order to grow can happen at home, but we have to create an environment that does so. And so this teacher is very clear. I want you to still engage in activities that are going to correlate to student success. I think that is absolutely fantastic. So this uh, parent who also was the sub at our school, she's like, I totally agree. And when my kids leave in the morning, they don't get home until around five and it's a full-time job. Let them have some downtime and enjoy their family in the evenings. And again, that's another parent response that worries me because it's not focused on the academic benefit of it at all. It's not, I think this is a great, unique way to practice academic skills in a social environment as a family. No, it's, oh, thank God. It's like we, they work so hard and I don't have time and I got to cook and I got to clean and just allow them to be kids, you know, and I feel like that's all the parents are seeing and they're all jumping on and then what's going to happen when grades slip is they're gonna come back and point to the finger to the teacher and it's like, well, we had all your support, and that's all you cared about was free time. And I think everyone's gonna realize that maybe this is a bit too drastic and not as thought out as we had seen. And so when you you know hear the posts from the educators that are talking about it's not just no homework, it's making sure you're doing activities that are academically related in an informal way, I think that is the answer. And I wish more parents would hear that and design activities. So I think teachers, it's our job to make sure we share maybe a a list of ideas that parents can implement at home to create that environment. And if you know you have families that aren't around, you know, the kids are just sitting there by themselves until parents get home late at night to quick make a meal and go to bed, then we've got to think through solutions for them because the kid's just sitting there wasting away. They're not developing academically or personally. They're just sitting and that's not okay. And so a friend of mine reached out to me and he's like, okay, what do you think about this no homework policy that's hitting social media? Here I go. I said, well, here's the thing. Homework is an extension of the school day, not new information. So students shouldn't need help as they're just practicing what they learned. And the school day moves very quickly for students. And so to master skills and content, they need more time, which relates to more practice, before coming into the next day to learn that additional information that then adds on to what they had just learned. And so I related it to you know, a foundation. It's brick by brick. And I said, I worry that without homework, more kids are going to slip in their achievement. You know, homework isn't bad and it isn't the enemy when it's implemented correctly. So with that said, I would say quality over quantity. So maybe a variety of like five math problems instead of a whole page if each subject cut down the amount of time required for homework, in addition to just prioritizing what actually needs the practice, then students could really benefit, as well as the parents. And I joked with them, and I'm like, you know, you're sorry you asked me, huh? (laughs) And he's like, you know, that's a good, a great perspective. I just hear horror stories of parents seeing their elementary kids for four additional hours a day, and that's like a 12-hour day for kids, and they shouldn't have to focus on school for 60 hours a week. High school is a different story. You're trying to get ready for college. And then he jokes a little bit more in the end, but I I see his point too, that Our focus is so much on academics that these kids are not kids anymore and they're growing up so fast. And as you get older, the need for more thorough assignments is required to really prepare for that higher level thinking in college. And I I get, and again, I keep saying differentiate. So that's what I mean, you know. What's appropriate for middle school and appropriate for high school is so different for elementary. And a lot of this controversy is coming out of elementary school. I've yet to see middle school and high schoolers jump on the bandwagon. I've heard them have some conversation, but it hasn't spread like wildfire because I think parents really are hands off at that point with homework. Mainly because I know they say i can't I don't even remember learning this, I don't know this stuff, so I think they just don't feel that they have the skills required to help their child, but in elementary, you know parents are much more involved in the homework aspect and and so I'm glad that he was open to hearing what I had to say because he is a parent values someone that's an educator, but who's very thoughtful in what they're doing and is not just doing something for the sake of doing it and really has a kid's best interest at heart, but he also likes my behind-the-scenes knowledge of, like, okay, what's really going on? Because this is kind of taking over the neighborhood gossip. And um, so to shed some light again to him that, you know, hey, there is a benefit here. And I think everyone's focusing on the negative aspect, and it's because it wasn't implemented correctly. And I think a lot of schools don't implement homework correctly. So I want to give you kind of a rundown of my thoughts here. I think balance is important and absolutely necessary, especially the younger the child. We need them to be well-rounded. That means they need time to socialize with students of different backgrounds and ethnicities and values. And that means that they need to do extracurricular activities for their mind and for their bodies. And all that is just as important as sitting and doing homework. So I am with parents on that 100%. The problem with homework has been is that it's so time-consuming and most often it's a frustrating experience. And so the solution to the time-consuming part is to prioritize. So instead of giving a whole page of math problems, like I said, choose the five most important that are really going to showcase whether the student needs additional help or that are really going to give them practice on the trickiest parts. That's what should be assigned that night for homework. And maybe the kids pick Hey, what are the ones you struggled with the most? Pick five of those same type. Or maybe the teacher decides. But again, this should really be differentiated because each child doesn't need to practice the same thing. You know, what are you weakest in today based on the skill I taught you? And that is what you need to be doing at home. You know, think about like basketball. Some people are practicing dribbling. Some are practicing free throws. It really just depends what your need is, and you're not going to go out there and run laps if that's not your weakest area. It just doesn't make sense, and so we really have to put ownership on students to say, hey, reflect on your learning today. What was hard? What was tricky? And let's think about what we're going to do tonight to overcome that so tomorrow when you come in, we're ready to add on to that knowledge. And the solution to it just being a frustrating experience is, again, to make sure that what you're giving isn't anything new. Is, it's it's a review problem. And if there was a portion of your lesson that you didn't really do a thorough job or you didn't have enough time to teach it, don't give homework on that because that's going to be so frustrating. Say, you know what, I'm realizing we need some more time to struggle with this as a class. I'm building this until tomorrow. And that shouldn't happen every day. And if it is, then we need to back up and talk about how you're planning for a lesson. But that is going to happen where sometimes it's just not clicking and you need some time to sit and reflect and say, Okay, I've said this 45 different ways. Why are they not getting it? And really chat with other teachers and network and figure out what you can do differently the next day. And maybe it's morning work or maybe it's a quick mini lesson. And then you jump into the next topic that builds upon this. That would be my solution for it being time consuming and frustrating, which is why parents hate homework and kids too. But let's really think about the whole purpose of homework. It's to gain that additional practice that's not available during the school day. I mean, school goes by so fast. I know you're like, oh, it's six to eight hours. And that seems like a long time, especially in elementary, you are jamming through subject after subject after subject. In middle and high school, you're transitioning from class to class to class, and everyone's trying to get a whole bunch of content in a short amount of time, and there's just not enough time to just sit and practice and practice and practice. And let's be honest, none of us are perfect. We can't just hear something one time and just, oop, I'm successful with this. It takes a lot of time, some things longer than others. And that is the whole point of homework is to go home, practice, and come in ready tomorrow for something new. They need to gain that mastery because at the end of the year, in order to get to the next grade level, you have got to be able to showcase, you have gained these skills and are ready. Whether you have to prove that on an assessment or your teacher had a portfolio or whatever your school system does, but you cannot move to the next grade if you're not ready. And I think a lot of the times, some students are promoted you know, if they have a learning disability, we're not allowed to hold them back and other kind of red tape scenarios or they're socially promoted because they need to be around kids their age. But regardless, it's really most important that kids are gaining the knowledge. And I don't think parents are stopping to think that homework does that, mainly because homework probably hasn't been implemented correctly for them to even see that correlation as to, I'm so glad my kid comes home, th- home with homework. They had a lot more time to practice and so are so much more successful. So I think really this is bringing to light a really great issue that schools, we have got to revamp the way we think about homework and the way we design homework and the way we educate students and parents on the purpose of homework. I need you to come in ready tomorrow for something new. We can't keep getting backed up because you didn't go home and practice last night, so now I need to allow you to practice today, which means I now have 15, 20 minutes less to teach what I was going to teach for 45 minutes, and it just continues and continues, and before you know it, you're so behind. You're looking at your kids like, I hope you can somehow through osmosis, learn the rest of this content for the year, you know, best of luck to you. And that's the potential pitfall of no homework is that, yes, we have more balance and that is great. The kids need it. I'm 100% on board with that. However, achievement's going to drop because we're not prioritizing our practice. We're giving compliance practice, just do homework just for the sake of doing it. Or we're now saying no homework because you need to just be a kid and neither one of those are good. Neither one of those are really the whole point of homework and really aren't going to help students achieve. Teachers have got to then like I said build in additional opportunities in class to practice if they're not getting homework and now you've got less time to really grapple new content and now teachers can't teach all that's required and then students aren't prepared. End of story, that is the whole point. Is that our students are not going to be ready. But like I've said we can't just jump from extreme To another extreme, is five hours of homework to no hours of homework. It's just too much. It's just like, I, I want to alleviate the headache, but you're not really thinking through what is the real problem, what's the underlying issue, and how can we make it better. You're just delaying it and actually making it worse because now the child's getting no practice. And it's a current trend, and I've seen trends come, I've seen them go, and I've seen them come back again. But we're not going to have any results with students if they're not having that additional time because there's no time in the day. I can promise you as a teacher, God, there's – I finish a lesson and think if I only had 20 more minutes and that's with students having homework, you know, so I can only imagine if my kids weren't doing homework what I'd be stuck with. Like, I don't remember that from yesterday or I didn't really get that and it's like, oh, God, you know, like what am I doing to myself? I think we need to pull back and make some adjustments. So if I were in the classroom, I would say, okay, I love this discussion of no homework. I'm going to revamp the way we do homework. And every assignment I'm giving is going to be purposeful. It's not going to be for every subject. Sometimes you may have more, you may have less. But if there's something that happens in that class that really needs additional support or practice then that is your homework. And I may not know that until the very end of the lesson. So to sit here and plan out two weeks of homework, I can't do that. That's not authentic. It's not reflective of what happens in the classroom. But I know that I need to give you something to practice. I also may allow students to opt out and say, if you have demonstrated through your independent practice with me and through small groups that you've got it, that this isn't tricky for you, then you don't need homework. You've graduated out. What a reward that is. And then students are starting to see the value of paying attention in class and asking questions and really applying themselves. That's much more motivating. And if that is still too much, then I'm going to pull back some more and adjust. And I think that is the better way to approach this rather than cutting it cold turkey. We need to be really thoughtful and try and play around with scenarios to see what is best for kids. Because no homework is not best for everyone. Your high kids are probably still going to be okay and your low kids are going to struggle even more and the ones in the middle, it's a crapshoot. We'll just hope for the best. And I just had a good conscience couldn't do that to my kids. They deserve more than that. They deserve more from me to be more thoughtful of them. Even though every kid would love it if I said no homework and every parent would just applaud me. as like, oh thank you God, I hate homework time in our house. But is it really what's best in the long run? I can't say I feel that way. You know, we've got to make sure we're not just giving homework to give homework. That's compliance. That's not giving a child true education, making sure they're having learning experiences that are really valuable. That's just do this because I have to physically give you something and you have to spend 30 minutes a night doing it. Like, well, there, there's no value in that. You might as well not give homework because both of those have zero results. So in a nutshell this is what I'm saying. Homework is necessary. But it really requires just as much planning and thought as designing a lesson plan. You got to do it right. You know, so teachers please prioritize the skills that students need to practice and think about giving them really authentic and engaging assignments. You know, purposeful stuff here. And then be thoughtful of the age of the child. You know, maybe 15 to 30 minutes of homework is great for those lower ed kids, where maybe 30 to 45 minutes tops is better for the higher level kids. They don't need hours and hours of practice, but they do need practice. You know, Monday through Thursday, maybe Friday is, you know, forever a no homework day, and teachers just on Mondays know that they need to build in practice time in the morning, maybe as morning work, so that kids do get that practice. But besides making sure you're prioritizing, I want you to differentiate. If they've mastered it in class, they don't need the homework. If they're low-performing, you need to modify the assignment. Make sure it's still grade-level content because they need to know those skills, but make it appropriate for where they are developmentally. And that may sound like a headache for teachers to have to differentiate. You're doing two problems. You're doing five problems. You're doing word problems. You're doing a reading essay. You're doing whatever... But that's what this should be. Hey, everyone has a weakness, go work on your weakness. It's gonna take a lot of planning, but it's so much better for the student. So, in a nutshell, prioritize and differentiate. And a quick reminder before I let you go today this is just my opinion. <laughs> and I've only been in education a decade, so I know there's plenty of you out there who have been around the block a time or two and may totally disagree. I also, I have a child on the way, but I'm not yet a parent besides having two doggies. So I I might change my opinion when I become a parent, and I know there's some parents probably listening ready to light me up. And I encourage you to just share with me, because the more that we discuss this, I think the more we're going to understand where each other are coming from and can find a common ground But please don't just jump on a bandwagon of something that's so convenient. It's like, oh, thank God, now I can go do this, I can do this, and it's not stressful. Because that's not necessarily what's best for kids that's just convenient. We need them to develop academically, but also personally, and that's that balance piece. It's really important, and we want to make sure we're benefiting all aspects of a child's growth, and not just academics at school and extracurriculars at home. Everything should be intertwined here. So I encourage you all, go to alwaysalesson.com. Up at the top, you'll see a heading called podcast. The drop-down menu will take you to the podcast episodes. Find the one called the H word and leave me a comment and tell me exactly how you feel. I encourage paragraphs, essays. I encourage you to be mean to me. I encourage you to just be honest and share your opinion on how you feel about this because I know it's such a hot topic right now. But please know I come from a good place. I am trying to think about the kids, and I don't want to make more work for myself, and I don't want to make people miserable, but I do want to make sure that I can sleep at night knowing I helped a child become their best, and I just don't know that taking homework away completely is the way to do that, and it could be because I've worked in Title I schools, and it could be because I'm working with teachers who are struggling, working with struggling students often, that this is shaping my opinion. However, at the end of the day, it is my opinion, and I do get to share it on my podcast, so take it with a grain of salt. But I do want to hear from you. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on The H Word. Now go out and be great, because you've just been empowered. Podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to Edu podcast network com for more details.